are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today we are one day closer to the return of NHL hockey, and there are some, you know, developments heating up on the hot stove and throughout the Flames organization, so we will cover all of that today, and be sure that you are following and subscribed to Locked On Flames uh, on your favorite podcast app, it is free, and if it's free, it's for me, and it should be for you as well. <laughs> but if you're feeling generous as well, please head over to the podcast app and leave the show a review and a five star rating. I hope you're all doing well today. Uh, <laughs> it is absolutely freezing here in New York, and I believe that it's currently eight degrees, but the weather app says it feels like negative six degrees Fahrenheit. So, um, you know, thankfully I am inside. (laughs) I hope that you're all doing well and are enjoying the holiday season. I know things are looking a little different this year for many of us, but you know, we're here. We're, We're, this is the one thing I hope to bring to you every day or, you know, weekly that, um, you know, makes you smile and gives you something to look forward to. But I figured today we could start the show with a little bit of uh, hot stove talk and see what's kind of brewing around the league and what's going on, you know, with uh, some remaining (laughs) UFAs and all that jazz. But uh, the Flames UFA blue liner, Travis Hamanick, is reportedly piquing interest from Vancouver, and then, of course, re-signing with Calgary. I am very interested to see how this goes because Vancouver has no money unless Furland goes on the LTIR. And the Flames' blue line does need some assistance, but it's not... Like they, it's not like they lost TJ Brody and then went out and did nothing. You know, they have Oliver Shillington, who they have to re-sign. And they went out and got uh, Tanev and, oh my goodness, I am blanking right now, and uh, Nesterov. So it'll be, you know, in addition, of course, like there's some finagling going on there. But I wouldn't hate to see Hamannick re-sign. I will be interested to see what they pull off and if they pull off anything. <laughs> um I, I, this whole <laughs> carousel of Vancouver, Calgary, just kind of swapping teammates and players and all that jazz is just, it's got my head in a tizzy. And <laughs> if I were a Flames player, I would probably be ready to uh, head over to Vancouver at any moment. Um, I'm completely kidding, but, you know, just kind of be prepared (laughs) and especially you know if you're a free agent or anything like that but over in or I guess down in Las Vegas Jonathan Marcheseau might be on the move rather than Max Pacioretty the owner um Bill Foley is insisting 
that they're not shopping patches and, you know, Max Patch already came out and said, you know, this is, this is nothing. I played in uh, Montreal for 10 years, so the rumors don't really get to him. It is what it is, and he knows it's a business. But, you know, Marcia So um, is on a $5 million, year, $5 million deal for four more seasons. And, you know, I think that he would be an easier sell than uh, Pacioretty and would solve just about the same issues that, like, the cap space issues. And it would be interesting to see if Vegas kind of, you know, gets a deal done and then what they do with the remaining free agents. Do they go after, um, you know another defenseman or do they maybe go after somebody like Mike Hoffman? What do they do? What (laughs) it is just so chaotic. And apparently the Red Wings and senators are in talks with Vegas. Now, of course, this is all rumors. This is all just kind of hearsay. Apparently, allegedly, my opinion don't come for me. But I do think that Vegas could do a little bit of, you know, shopping and see what uh, they could get done to relieve some of their cap space issues. And the Senators and Red Wings, I think, uh, would be uh, interesting and have kind of the capacity to take on that kind of money. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) But coming up next, we're going to talk about some serious big adjustment within the Flames organization. But first, a word from our friends at BuiltGo. As you guys know, BuiltGo is uh, partnered with um, the world's best tasting protein bar. And BuiltGo has been one of my favorite things to consume while working from home. It is a 1.5 ounce pack and you just slurp it up and it gives you the energy that you need. Like today, I have just been severely unfocused and, you know, helping me kind of just hone in on and focus on outlining this podcast and getting it to you has been wonderful. I keep a stack of the peanut butter honey ones right in my desk drawer, some in my purse, you know, when I am not working from home. It is the five-hour energy without the crash feeling after. It's not, um, you know, as harmful as things like a monster energy drink as a third of the caffeine and BuiltGo combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. It's easy on the stomach. And BuiltGo is loaded with vitamins and good things to make your life easier and <laughs> kind of, you know, assist you. And so it has uh, beta alanine, alanine, sorry, B3 and honey and a kick of caffeine. B6, B12, and the collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health, so it makes you feel good and look better. And today, or anytime, (laughs) you can go to builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you will get 20% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. 
Make sure you're following me over on Twitter. You can find me at Jessica Belmosto. The Calgary Flames made uh, a pretty serious adjustment and hire to their uh, coaching staff. And this news comes from Pat Steinberg over at uh, Fan960. And I will read his tweets for you also. <laughs> it's a direct report and not just me summarizing. But the Flames have restructured their goaltending department, including naming Jason Labara, Labara goaltending coach. Jordan Sigalet is now director of goaltending, which oversees all goaltending goal responsibilities in the organization. His new role will focus on NHL drafting, professional goaltending, procurement, and all goaltender goal development within the organization. La Barbara, La Bar, sorry, La Barbara takes over as goalie coach after four years in the same role with the Hitman, and he will be he will take over his new role after finishing his duties with Team Canada at the World Juniors, which we don't really know what's going to happen with that because, uh, good Lord. But this is his second year as goalie coach for Canada in the World Junior Classics after winning gold at last year's tournament. So this is pretty big. You know, I feel like this does speak volumes in the direction that the team wants to go. And it was reported that they have been looking for a hire and somebody to fill that position for a year. And they finally found one in someone that's a good fit. And I think that it's great that they were dedicated to finding the right fit. And it wasn't just kind of rushed to fill the opening or to fill the position that they maybe created or anything like that. It was just, it was very well thought out and it, it looks like they went with the right guy, but uh, goalie coaching is different than the typical behind the bench coaching. Kat Silverman, who is just a walking goalie encyclopedia and one of just my favorite people on this planet uh, please go follow her on Twitter. She is fantastic. And check out uh, her appearance on uh, the latest episode of Brews and Bruins. Um, fantastic show. Fantastic episode. I love it. But she made the comparison today on that episode that uh, goalies are kind of the quarterback, and but they get treated like a running back. Um in terms of coaching, you know, obviously, <laughs> obviously, um, the goalie is a very important position on your team. And if you don't have the right techniques, tools, um, skill, <laughs> uh, to play on a, you know, with what's in front of you, you're not going to be successful. You, or as successful as you potentially could. And I love seeing, you know, goalie development and really development in general with players. But I think that it's incredible to watch how a goalie develops over time. And it, Kat talks a lot about it on that episode. And I would love to have her on the show. Maybe we can do a breakdown of um, Jacob Markstrom. Uh, and oh my goodness, I'm just, <laughs> I'm so excited 
just for all of this. But the Flames do owe it to Markstrom, since he is kind of like a long-term deal, to have a strong oversight and, you know, somebody who is talented and knows their stuff in the goalie department. Calgary (laughs) cannot afford to miss the mark on this. I think that it just... This has been such a long time coming, and I cannot imagine how lifers of this team feel after going from, you know, an elite goalie to Mike Smith, uh, and then saying, no, we're good, (laughs) and then dumping onto Cam Talbot and just kind of watching that kind of fail, (laughs) and then you know, kind of trending upward here with Markstrom. And when I say kind of trending upward, I mean elevating this team to a whole new competitive level. And it's so exciting to watch. I don't think that we're going to have that back and forth of, oh, well, like, who's going to start in the playoffs? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Because Jacob Markstrom is your clear number one. It, there, like, it's it's never been more clear and I'm sorry to all the big save Dave fans like David Riddick is a good goalie but his time as number one or 1a in the Calgary organization is is done he is going to be the uh, backup for Markstrom and the flames cannot crumble here and I think that they're going into the season a lot stronger than they finished last season. And hopefully, I haven't seen anything about anybody being not ready for the season due to injuries or recovery time. And so I'm excited to see. And their blue line is, I'm so frustrated with it because I do feel like there is a lot of um, potential there, but I also worry about just how things are going to go without TJ Brody. And, you know, when you bring in guys like Tanav and Nesterov, like it is, <laughs> um, you know, an upgrade, but you just, you want to see them with their best skate forward, regardless of what you're lacking and what you are going without now. But I, like I said, I do anticipate doing a full uh, Jacob Markstrom episode and hopefully getting Kat on here for that. I think that would be super cool to have her on. She's a fantastic human being. And, you know, coming up next, we are going to wrap up the show with a little bit more of news and notes. But and this is just on the more organized side of things, um, on the business front, I should say. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto continues. Don't forget to follow the show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames pod. With the announcement of the WHL season being delayed, um, there is obviously the expectation of delayed development now, which I am very sad about because, of course, you want to see players like Dustin Wolf kind of you know, pick up on that high note where they left off last season. But um, like I said, they did announce that the season will not be starting on January 8th like they had anticipated. And these are obviously due to restrictions. And the league will be um, 
working with the government and health officials to make sure that everything is in order before they resume. And they, there's been a little bit of restructuring on Chicago's executive leadership team. Stan Bowman has gotten promoted to president of hockey operations and general manager. Jamie Faulkner, she has been uh, promoted to or assigned the role of president of business operations. And Danny Wirtz, Ritz, I am a horrible reader. I'm dyslexic. Wirtz, okay is chief executive officer. So it does appear that Chicago is taking things pretty seriously. It doesn't look like Stan Bowman is going anywhere. And I feel like (laughs) promoting him might have been the wrong decision to make. But then again, I am just a simple podcaster in my second bedroom And I do not make these decisions. So I will certainly be interested to see what goes on on that end and kind of seeing how their rebuild goes down there in the Windy City. But I am going to leave you today with the idea of another episode coming tomorrow. (laughs) There will be another episode tomorrow, and we will, of course, be talking about any news updates and things along that uh, those lines. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Jessica Belmosto, and be sure to subscribe and follow uh, this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you will get the latest episode of Locked on, Fla- Locked on Flames as soon as it's available each day. And don't forget to listen and subscribe to Locked on Canucks. And I will see y'all tomorrow. Bye-bye.